I was 14 and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for my first official voice lesson. A moment that I had only dreamed of until now. To my surprise, this would become my worst nightmare. As I heard the words, she's not a singer, roll off her vicious tongue, a fire within me began to ignite. And from that day forward, I was determined to prove the bitch wrong. I'm Pamela Portnoy. I'm Alexa Marie Anderson. And And no one's okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Can you sing for us? No. (laughs) No, 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 no. She has the voice of a freaking angel. Maybe another time. (laughs) Maybe another time. Yeah. We'll have to. Yeah. Yeah. Different episode. Which, um, she was in college? Wait, she was in, who's in college? The lady, this was your first mm, voice so lesson, this was my. F- so this is my first voice lesson. I was 14. Oh my God. Um. Okay, so I'm not yeah. listening at all. Clearly. It was, it was clearly said in the story, Let's but it's start fine. <laughs> it's all right. I was 14 and my mom took me um to this lady. She was... I would say probably in her late 60s, 70s. I thought the voice lesson was going great. Were you having fun? I was having fun. We warmed up, like did the whole thing, had a great time. My mom dropped me off, mind you. Mm -hmm. My dad picked me up. Mm -hmm. At the end of the voice lesson, she's like, when my dad comes to pick me up, she sits us both down. Mm -hmm. This was not a conversation that my dad was equipped for, let me just tell you. (laughs) It's very intense. And she sat me down. And told me that I didn't have what it took to be a singer and she doesn't think that it'll ever be in the cards for me and this whole thing. And I'm sobbing and my dad is just sitting there and I'm like, I can't really tell if he wants to like cry with me or like punch this lady in the face. Like I didn't know. Probably both. He didn't know like what to do with himself. Um, But it's funny because I think like that was a moment in my life that really, really it made it made its mark on me for sure. It didn't keep me away from singing because obviously I went on to get a new voice teacher and I mean I went to school for musical theater and all of that um but it definitely stuck with me for a really really long time like even though I had gotten into school for essentially singing Mm -hmm. I still had in the back of my head that like I was never that was not a strong suit for me that's so interesting honestly but you continued doing I, it. Yeah. Because I was like, I like I said, like I had that urge to like, I'm going to prove her wrong. Because I mean, 14, yeah, I'm young, but I'm I'm self-aware enough to know like, I think I can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I think I can do this. And, you know, my parents still continued to enroll me in, you know, musical theater classes and stuff. So I just worked and worked and worked on it like really hard. Like I won't say that it's something that came easy for me like there were certain like steps I had to take to like get to where I am now um but yeah I don't know I just I didn't it's still it like it stuck with me but I like pushed through anyways if that makes sense it does make sense I I think that a lot of people that are pursuing really any career but particularly in the arts they're gonna they encounter like so much naysaying Mm mm-hmm I'm glad you stuck with it. Me too. Because Me too. your voice is out of control. <laughs> Thank you. 
You guys can see her on her Instagram. She oh sings all the time and she plays the piano to accompany yeah. it. It's oh, amazing. Barely plays the piano, but yeah. It's not there. only that, but like <laughs> came to LA and not only is she like doing TV stuff, but she is doing so much musical theater like in Los Angeles, which, you know, it's not that easy to find musical theater productions here. And but she's like in all of them. So that's amazing. Well, thank you, Mary. You're welcome. It means a lot. It's amazing how that stuff sticks with you. I while you were um Sharing that, I was thinking about this uh, one particular, I did like a little workshop for a, with a casting director and I, casting people are some of my favorite people. I'm just going to say that, (laughs) but um, I did a scene and instead of giving me, you know, constructive criticism, what she said was, I don't know. It just seems to me that um, you don't have a soul. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm losing it over here because (laughs) I know you and that just doesn't even add up. And honestly, that was like one of the few times I've gotten a note that was like that severe. And I just kind of like it did ruin my day. I'm not going to lie, because I, you know, love diving into really kind of dramatic emotional kind of work that is and I like drawing from my experience and and imagining things and I feel like I can get fairly deep and so when she told me I had no soul I was like who I envy how deep you can get in scenes like I that is something that I've always looked at you and been like okay I need to strive to do that because your your emotional connection with things is so good that's something I I personally need to work on. So it just blows my mind that which I think that it, was a note that you got. Amazing. And it was years ago. It must have been over ten years ago. But I feel like I maybe, you know, took that and kind of kept it in the back of my mind because I don't think about it every day. But I do focus a lot on, you know, making sure that I'm fully connected. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to talk about how our the experiences we had happened when we were young and it just it leads me to think like what did like we're so like I was 14 that's such an impressionable age where does someone get off telling me that I'm never going to be a singer do you know what I'm saying like I was 14 you have no idea like the growth that happens between you know what I'm saying it's just oh my god I 100% know when I was 14 I think I um because you know I've I've been doing since I've been acting since I was seven Mm mm-hmm and I, like, did commercials and I did, like, stand-in work for movies and TV and stuff like that since I was really little. Not to mention, like, musical theater in school. But when I was 14, I was doing, like, a class scene that a manager that I used to be repped by was sitting in on. And I got some really, like, harsh notes when I was in that room. And things that, like, a 14-year-old hearing really kind of honestly like the things that that person said are kind of the insecurities that have kind of stayed with me over the years and a lot of them were based on like my looks and I understand that the industry is very like image heavy and like you know because you're on the screen and you're using your body as your tool and that's what people see and I spend a lot of my time like focusing on my mind and my, you know, work. But hearing a note based on like what you look like, it sticks with you. It sticks with you. Oh, yeah. 
For sure. I bouncing off of that, I had a this is the complete opposite of what you just <laughs> <laughs> heard that time. So. This is the complete opposite of what you said, but I had a teacher in college um that just I don't know, her and I just kind of butted heads for whatever reason. I don't know. She actually and I'll preface this with she actually ended up apologizing me. Apologizing to me at the end of um my time there which is interesting. Um, that is so rare and I'm so jealous. That's amazing. <laughs> it was really it was it was really satisfying. I was like, I knew it. But um in a in a feedback meeting with her one time, she looked like without even like talking about the work that I had done, she looked at me and said, "Well, you're pretty, but you have to be good." Yikes. And I was like, "All right. So, should I go?" So, but that's why I'm here. Yeah, there's, I mean, I could go on about what happened between her and I and the training and everything, but, like, it just, right, exactly, that's why I'm here. That's a really diminishing (laughs) thing to say to someone. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah, she just never made me feel like I was good enough at anything. So how do you, like, move past that? Do you kind of harness, like, an aggression when it comes to like moving forward, working hard, continuing to, you know, be determined and, and chasing what you want, do you harness the aggression? Do you say, I don't know, I feel like aggression would be the right word because that could be embracing mm-hmm. positive or or negative things to your benefit. Yeah, I definitely think it was it was harnessing the aggression. It was like, I'm going to I'm going to prove her wrong. I'm going to prove her wrong. She's not right. I know, like in my in my plums, <laughs> I knew she wasn't right. And that's and of, code word for guts, you guys. Yes, and of <laughs> course, like I was lucky enough to have other teachers throughout my time there that gave me the confidence to know that she was not correct. But it's funny, she, a lot of a lot of the things she said to me had to do with my confidence. Like she'd be like, "Oh, you're not confident enough about this. You're not." Com-. I'm like, I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why I'm not because of the type of feedback that you continually give me and the personal attacks. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think about that because I have friends that went to law school and they always told me that the first year of law school was the hardest. And we think it's because they try to weed people out right away. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's kind of a mentality in certain, you know, acting schools and programs where people are going to be really, really harsh at first and mm-hmm. then it gets easier as you go the more determined you get the further you yeah. you know get along or they could be acting out their own insecurities and projecting them right. onto us and, who knows and i think it's funny it's funny that you mentioned that because i think when it first started happening that's exactly what my dad said to me he was like they're just trying to weed people out he's like don't worry about it but it happened all the way up until my senior year gotcha <laughs> to the point where i like had like talks with my voice teacher at the time about it and she was like my voice teacher even was like, I think it's I think it's her problem, unfortunately. Got and I it. was like, all right, good. Because there was like one time I literally walked into my voice lesson sobbing. Like, just like my my voice teacher at the time was like probably my ther- half my therapist. <laughs> half the time she was my therapist. It was great. Love That's her. That's amazing. That's a nice relationship to have. Yeah, she was fab. She was fab. And like I said, I had other just wonderful, wonderful teachers. And not to say that the training that I got from – this particular teacher wasn't amazing because it was. She's very intelligent. I just think, unfortunately, there was an ego involved that didn't need to be. Yeah, that there's no place for that, I feel. It, it makes me mm-hmm. really sad because it... You know what? I'm kind of 
and I don't want to say this the wrong way, but like I'm kind of glad that happened to you because I feel like it kind of helped shape you and kind of make you even stronger. And I'm sure a lot of people would just like go home yeah. or like change their major. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's funny because like I didn't have the best experience at my school, to be honest with you. The training was amazing, but the experience itself with what I got to do wasn't th- the best. But I wouldn't trade it for anything because it made it made me have the thickest skin. And I'm happy to have that now being out in the real world and doing this. That's amazing. Sometimes I think about, you know, determination and how there's a thin line between it being kind of a noble thing to have and kind of being a courageous thing to it being complete lunacy. Like, Mm -hmm. where do you draw the line between courage and, okay, please stop. This is getting... Right. Have you seen Morning Glory? Don't with Rachel McAdams. So and there's a great so. scene in that movie where she's sitting with her mom and her mom was like, you had you have dreams. And in your 20s, it was inspiring. Now you're 30 and it's embarrassing. Which is a fucked up thing to say to your kid, I think. But also, like, I think about that all the time because there have been so many no's mm-hmm. and so many rejections and so many, like, getting dumped by reps and getting turned down to parts and 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 just it's been going on since I was a little kid um and I have made baby steps but sometimes like the the baby steps in my head are like the only thing I have to show for it and a lot of people from the outside don't really understand you know because all the time when I tell people I'm an actress they're like oh what are you in I'm like well I'm not I hate that question right now but like I can't tell you you know how many like little wins I've had like I went into you know this great office and I auditioned for this mm-hmm. awesome project I got a call back for this I got pinned for this no I'm not in anything that, yeah. but there are these little things these little wins that I have it's hard to explain those to people too I have to, I do it all the time because my family will ask me what's going on any you know anything happening and I'm like no but I went in for this casting off and they don't know what I'm talking about but I like I say it anyways because it makes me feel better I'm like no but this happened and that's good because it's of this. great <laughs> you know it's really hard to kind of keep your own perspective when everyone else is like their lives are moving forward at such a rapid pace, you know, because they have careers that can be a little bit more um, linear than our career choice. And, you know, they're, you know, making a certain amount of money and they're, you know, in relationships and and having kids and like everything's kind of like coming together. Whereas like over here, it's like, yes, I'm seeing progress, but I have nothing to show you like on paper yes Yes. and I think that takes like an extraordinary amount of determination but also in the back of my head there's like this when are you gonna stop yeah but I don't have an answer for that question because I don't see that happening I don't see it happening either and I I often go back and forth like we all have those moments those dark moments where I'm like well maybe I should just move and and change my career and do all the stuff but like here's the thing I know I'm gonna work in a bookshop I'm like yeah and I'm going to live a quiet existence somewhere where no one can find me it's gonna be great I'm gonna have a stable life like what's that like yeah I I have those moments and then I think about it and I'm like I would hate myself forever if I didn't. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, but it's just no, not for right. us. No, and I mean, I would hate myself forever because I would be giving up and I would always wonder what if. 
Yeah, especially when you and I feel like it's harder the more time you invest, mm-hmm. not only like yeah. on your ego, because I think that that is definitely a player. It's like, well, I've I've told everyone I'm doing this and I've been doing this for a very, very long time. So if I give up, what will people think? No, no. It's also like <laughs> the investment of time, like literally blood, sweat, tears, you know, brain power. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fucking love. It's like the longest, aside from my relationship with myself, it's the longest relationship I've had. Yeah. With the acting. I would agree. I would agree. Same for and me. And I love it and I won't break <laughs> up with it. Nah. Never. It'll be mean to me. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. It's an awful relationship. <laughs> but then it'll come and bring me like a single pink rose one yeah. day. And I'm like, this is worth it. This is a terrible analogy. You're like, I terrible. accept your apology. <laughs> Abusive relationships are terrible. It's not the same. Um, it's it's not the same as an abusive relationship, but it can be. I feel like it sometimes. Well, yeah. And to, not to mention, you know, if you're lucky enough to book something, sometimes that means giving up, you know, some, something, you're part of your life that you had planned. Do you know what I mean? And then what if you book that thing and then maybe you get cut? Exactly. I was, oh my gosh, I was, ex- I was like having severe stress. I remember when the <laughs> night I watched your show on Hulu, that episode that you were on, you were like, but what if I got cut? I was I'm like, it doesn't yelled, matter, Alexa. I it know. doesn't matter. I yelled at my mom. I got into an actual fight with my mom because, well, first of all, the story about that is that I booked it and I had to film. I was supposed to go on vacation with my family. Still made it by the grace of God because I took like a random flight, but I almost missed my family vacation. It was a whole thing. They were like upset. And I was like, I can't care. I was like, I can't care. I was like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be on set. And I remember my sister saying, she's like, I don't understand. She like doesn't understand. She's like, I don't know how you do that. Like you just like, well, got this. So now I have to like drop everything else. And I'm like, yeah, it's the love. how it goes. That's how it goes. But my mom kept asking me about like when is it going to be on and all this stuff and I kept like trying to remind her like but I could be cut mom like I might not even be in it and all that stuff and I could feel her getting upset and so I started getting upset and I was like I can't have you like asking me every second about this like I can't like I because I almost felt like if I wasn't in it in it that she was going to be disappointed and I I was going to be disappointing her yeah because she to her like if I'm on tv like that's the thing yeah so like in her mind like she wouldn't have understood that, like, it's still so amazing mm-hmm. because I did it anyway. You know what I mean? She just didn't. It just. Yeah. It always drives me crazy when people are like, well, um, how big was the part? How how oh, long were you God. on the screen? And how, did you have lines? Oh, you didn't have lines. Oh, oh, that's another thing. I didn't have like, lines. Yep. What, what? But what they don't see yet, yeah, they see us for like a minute on screen, but they don't know mm-hmm. that that minute. Like, what went on to make that minute happen? Not only is it, like, the acting classes every week, the rehearsing for those acting classes every week, the going to the gym every day, the um, studying, the memorization, the auditions, like, the hundred auditions that you got rejected for to get the yes from right. this one, the time you set aside to do this one, the time to rehearse, the plan, the canceled plans, the 
the late nights, the yeah. the anxiety, like yeah. all of it for that minute. And it's like so worth it to us. But then when people say or are when they say, oh, oh yeah. but you didn't. That I, was a small thing. It wasn't that big. Of, it was the biggest deal. I think deal. when my family watched it, there was someone in my family that was like, oh, you don't have any lines. And I was like, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> This is me, like I back away, like step away from the keep me away from the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I've gotten used to living with those kind of comments, so I kind of let them roll off my back now. But yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I think it's um, trying to like harness that aggression, which for me personally, it's more of what I see for myself for my own life because. For a while, I was trying to figure out what made me the most determined. I'm like, is it the naysayers? Because I've had a shit ton of people that, you know, have rooted me to rooted for me to fail, literally, or tried to make me fail in some way or, you know, told me that I couldn't do something. I'm like, okay, maybe I could use that and I can use the anger I have at those people to make me work harder and be more determined. And I realized for me personally, that doesn't work so much as much as like, harnessing the desire that I have to create my own life. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, I see this for myself, so I'm going to gather it, hold on to it, and just go for it. I don't know why that that sounds kind of cheesy and cliche, but no, it doesn't. I think it's way more for me than to like keep these people in my mind or the past rejections in my head. It just working right. out of a positive space, I think, is better for me. I I would have to agree with that. I mean, I, obviously, I've used my harness aggression before to, like, you know, light my fire, if you will. But most of the time, I just believe it is. I'm like, this is what I want, so I'm going to eventually get it. And that's the way it is. And it's going to take a while, but... It's confusing, too, because it's almost like believing in something without seeing much evidence for it but sticking with it yeah i wish we were filming this right now because our my face faces, is just like <laughs> she just got so defeated i was like oh you're right <laughs> oh it's like this crazy faith that that we have but I do see the little wins are are the the positive things. They like, keep me going for sure. Oh my god! The other night I got the most like insane compliment in my acting class, and that lit me up for. It's I'm still like walking yeah. at lighter pace about it, and um, and I feel when I feel like I do a good job, that's like it's you know. a huge. I mean, even I get like a high off of just doing one audition. Yeah. It makes my whole entire day going in and working and and it it changes my whole perspective. And it's interesting. My mom was texting me a couple weeks ago and I think she said something along the lines of like, you know, no one's going to be, you know, disappointed or think you're giving up if you decide like not to do this anymore. And I was like, mom, (laughs) I was like, that's not it. I was like, look at what I've done. I was like, I can't stop now. I was like, are you kidding me? With the crazy eyes. With the crazy eyes. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, look at all these baby steps I've made. Hair just yeah. I'm like, are you joking? Flying in the wind. I was like, are you joking? I was like, I can't stop now. She's like, okay. 
okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, my mom really just wants me home, let's be honest. She misses me. But true. yeah, so that's part of it too. And she doesn't mean I've had to take everything my mom says with a grain of salt because it's with so much love and, and all of that. But I think like parents, a lot of the time, it's like number one, they want yeah. just you to be happy and healthy. Absolutely. And, you know, when they get to see that the frustrating parts of this, it can be like difficult for them to hold back from saying something like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I even, you know, auditions, any like m- my life could be on fire <laughs> <laughs> if I get an audition. I, I don't even remember what's going on like outside of that, because it is literally 48 hours if, if that's how much time I get for it, of that. And that's all I care about. And everything else kind of disappears. And I'm like, well, I'll deal with all that later. But it literally, it doesn't even cross my mind because I'm just diving into this whole other world that they gave me to play with. And that's how I feel with my acting class too. Like I am out for the count when I'm in class. And there was a long time that I wasn't even performing because... I was going through like a lot in my personal life and I would just show up to class to just sit in the corner and just let the atmosphere and my God, it's out of control. Oh my God. (laughs) I would just like sit in the corner and let the atmosphere kind of take over me, watch everyone's amazing acting and it would make it okay. And then eventually I was able to, you know, get back into working, which made me feel so much better. But like, a lot of people would not to like toot my own horn but a lot of people would just dip out and not go but I I feel like the love is what fuels my determination to keep well yeah I think it just makes you feel better like there was a time where I wasn't going to class for a couple months and like everything was off and I was like I remember talking to my dad on the phone wow I really talked to my parents a lot guys (laughs) apparently (laughs) they're my only friends you do (laughs) um and I was like I was I was unraveling and I was like dad I don't know I I can't like because I was working like two jobs and I was working it was the point in time where I was working like every single day and I was like I don't care what happens like I just need to make it to acting class next month like this isn't like this isn't worth it for me, like all this stress with my jobs and whatever. Like I need to be back in class and that'll make me feel better. Yeah. Like that's all there is to it. Which is another interesting thing to talk about is side hustles. Definitely. And how you balance your side hustle. With we'll need your... like a whole episode for side hustles. <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't go into that. But it's a, that's another tricky situation. And I just think it's interesting because we're talking about like adversity in our career. And I like fully understand and know for certain that like so many people are dealing with like actual problems like real you know they're fighting disease they're you know they've been dealt a really shitty hand in life dealing with real challenges and I feel like that would be more appropriate for like a determination episode but we are speaking from like our own experience but I definitely think that this is something to revisit I would like to Absolutely. To do this topic again. What are some of your favorite movies that inspire you to stay determined? Just off the top of my head, um, Every Little Step. I don't know. If, I haven't seen I that know. one. Well, I mean, it makes sense that you really haven't seen it because it's, it's a musical theater kind of documentary. Um, but it's about um, a casting of a chorus line, which if anyone knows that, 
show, it's very much so about the love um, for theater. And, you know, it's it's very much about the ensemble and less about lead roles, which is kind of cool. Uh, it really narrows in and like... That was <laughs> you! Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> narrows in on um, the ensemble tracks, which is really cool. But it's a doc- it's it's more or less a documentary about them casting that and just the determination of the actors. And I remember at the end of the movie, you see the one girl and like it gets me every time I start sobbing because she gets the part and she's outside the theater and she calls her mom and she starts crying and she's like, mom, I got it. Like it's like that moment that like we all dream of, like mm-hmm. being able to call your mom or your dad and being like, I finally like got got it. Yeah. You know, on Broadway. That is what they're casting it for. But um, so it's a big deal. Um, so stakes are high, just from yeah. perspective. But Absolutely. um Yeah, it's it it is is it is a true homage to the love actors have for performing. And that whenever I watch that, I mean, not only does it make me emotional, but it just makes me wanna get out there and do the thing. So with music blazing. Yes. With your sword <laughs> waving around. Absolutely. <laughs> With your tap shoes on. My tap shoes. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Whipping out the Harry Potter. <laughs> Whipping out the Harry Potter. Biggest Harry Potter nerd. Um, I'm wearing my Harry Potter bracelet right Yes, now. of course. Why wouldn't you? I am. That whole tale can be summed up with the triumph of love and good over evil and hatred and the people the heroes of this series have been through hell and back sometimes literally and when i really need to get jazz <laughs> i will either <laughs> i will either put on the movie but if i can't i'll li- i'll listen to the soundtrack in my car uh, sometimes i'll blast it before an audition to get really psyched <laughs> just like really energizes me yeah that and lord of the rings i like for similar reasons that have you listened to the lord of the rings soundtrack yeah it's amazing so fucking good epic not even amazing that's that word no not amazing it's like the crescendos the the like that music that when you know it hits those Mm -hmm. notes it gets you it like gives you the chills makes you cry every single time it makes you feel inspired i'm very driven by music like um, like emotionally like a certain song can change my whole mood what I don't know about you what's but... the latest fave oh wow i'm gonna have to think about that for a second because i go through like stages of like playing songs on repeat oh my god if i find a song that i'm <laughs> like loving and i'm like ashamed to admit it but fuck it um if there's a song that I like, I'll listen to it on repeat for days. Like, yeah, I do that too. While I drive and at home until I get sick of it and then I find something new to listen to. I don't know what that is. I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people do that or not, but I mean, I don't know. The song I've been listening to a lot lately and I'm probably late to the game cuz it's Kesha's like newer album. Mm. We're talking about pumped up music here. Jazzed. So I'm going to go Kesha. Um, I could have sworn but, you would have said Taylor Swift. Oh. Who is like our queen that I we do. always have to listen to before we go I do, do like something. T-Swift to pump me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Let Them Talk 
Okay. I don't know if you've heard that I song. don't think I've heard it. I wish I could play it because there's no other way to describe it. Gets me going. I love it. That and Taylor Swift's the man, obviously. That one's a good one. Yeah. They're, they're, her Reputation album came out right around the right time for me. Oh, yeah. I was living with that album. Not to mention her um, concert that they put on Netflix. <gasps> we watched. Remember we watched that together? We and the jazzed in ways that I can't even describe. <laughs> We were living. I remember one time you drove oh, that past That was our me. anthem. We were leaving somewhere and you drove past me and you rolled down the windows and you were playing T-Swift and you just looked at me and I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Rolling Stones jazzes me too. Oh, the Rolling Stones. Yes. The Rolling Stones are probably my favorite. If I were to like say a favorite band, I'd probably say the Rolling Stones. I'm... I love the Beatles too, but I grew up like I was a fetus listening to the Stones basically oh my god I'm gonna give a like I guess this is gonna be a shout out to a band that's just starting out but I don't know if I had you listen to them or not but Dirty Honey no you didn't have me listen to them oh my gosh you need to listen to their music it's so good what was the band you had me listen to recently it was like the Kooks oh the Kooks yeah Yeah, big fan of them big fan of them they don't it's not that's not pump you up music but it's very like fun it's fun driving in the car good yeah that's good that's good music yeah yeah wow we went on a whole we went on a whole whole thing thing. around the world (laughs) are you okay yeah that was very too fast (laughs) way too fast that's what happens when people in real life ask me if i'm okay i wasn't ready for it yeah 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 what's Um, up you know I've been since we've last been here and recorded. It's been we a, haven't been here in a while. I know, sad. <laughs> I've been on a roller coaster of of emotions, if you will. All um, right, I am living alone now, Woo-hoo! which is a thing. It's a thing. Um, and at first, I just growing up in a house with siblings and a loud family, living alone was a is a drastic change. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what to do with myself. Um, but I'm get like as it's it's been how long has it been now? Two two weeks. weeks? <laughs> oh my. <All> right. <laughs> it's been like two weeks, and at first it was it was a little rough, and but now I'm I'm you s- leaned into the nesting. I, I leaned into the nesting. I <laughs> I've changed my rug. She's not pregnant. No. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. no, no. When I used the word nesting the other day, someone said that to me too once. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. No, just my home. Just my home. Um, What about your rug? LOL. (laughs) I have rug problems. I have accent (laughs) color problems, (laughs) curtains. Guys, the other night, I, 1030, casually, took all my curtains down, went to Target. I was like, I can't have these anymore. (laughs) Every time I come to Alexa's apartment, there's something different. (laughs) I don't know. I've got, it's. Something's she swapped happening. out rugs. Yeah, there's it's a lot of there lot were of pumpkins stuff. on the table and now they're no longer. Well, now I have a Christmas tree. What's her name? Eunice. Eunice. I, I have a little Christmas tree. <laughs> her name is Eunice. She's so cute. Um 
yeah, so I'm going through, you know, transitional period, if you will. But it's yeah. good. That, but it's good. good I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's all good things. And I, I took out the trash. Heck yeah. Let's just say that. Very good. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Are you okay? No. <laughs> um, no. Uh, sure. 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 Everything's fine. Everything's on fire and I'm fine. Um, it's like that meme. It's all fine. It's all fine. And, and everything's <laughs> on fire. On fire. Cartoon dog. Yes. Uh, just drinking coffee in the room. That's that is so you. Fire. That is like your meme. If I could describe you in a meme, <laughs> that would be you. And I mean that in the just best way smiling. possible. Just yes. smiling and everything's on fire. Good. Uh, no, I've been actually feeling way more like myself again lately. And um, very, very, very inspired. I was working on a really badass play with someone in my acting class for a scene and we literally put up the entire play it's a one act it's called Dolores and we put up the whole play in class and my teacher was like that was great but let's cut it in half for next class she's like that was great but I don't need to see that much of you (laughs) overachieving like so I wouldn't say I'm okay I'm really inspired is what I would say and I feel like I've been like working way harder than even I do usually. And it's just very exciting because I feel like I'm like pushing myself now a lot more. And that's been really, really fun. Auditions have slowed for me, um, but that's okay because I've been like really supplementing, you know, that time with, you know, self improvement and studying and my other work and this. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all the things. If for some reason you want to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at no one's okay. And a special thanks to Jordan Ross Weinhold, Sean Moore, Jason Crow, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, Shane Rings, James Liddell, and our podcast is recorded at Soundworks Studios. We can't wait to meet you! Jason, can you hear my throat? It's out of freaking control. I can't hear it's it. It's so embarrassing. Okay, oh, good. I can't hear it. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, whoa, did you hear that? That was my throat. Yeah. All Wait. right. Bye. <laughs>